Good afternoon, County Fire. Uh, we've got a really, thank you. We've got a really interesting uh, update for you guys today. We've got some special guests. Really looking forward to it. Um, last time I think I, I thanked James Salazar as I finished it, and I said uh, that I'm looking for an organization of Salazars, and uh, that is true. I understand some of you might be following the labor management politics, and I'm going to I'm going to reassure you that labor management is extremely important to this organization. And it's allowed us to do some really great things in the past. And as I've gone around the fire stations, it doesn't escape me when I ask the question, what's the most important thing, what's the most important value, the most important thing in County Fire that we can protect? And that's been labor management. So I'm, gonna reassure, I'm just gonna reassure you that we're gonna continue to have that open and great dialogue. And we're gonna make sure that every one of you guys can uh, make a difference in this department because that's what makes us great. Speaking of James Salazar, James, I know you're gonna see this at some point. I hate this plant. Would you send somebody over to Chainsaw and take care of it for me? So the, the first uh, person that I've asked to be here today was in regards to a second question that I ask when I'm visiting stations, and that's what's broken that needs to be fixed. And I hate to put Yvonne Robbins on the spot, and I'm not. I'm gonna make it very, well, the, the, what generally comes back is, well, Dan, there's a couple of things that we need to fix. Um, probably the second most popular is how, how slow the computers are, specifically MIS. So since the moment I've taken uh, the position as the fire chief, I've been talking to MIS about how do we speed up our system? What do we need to do to make sure that our firefighters have the connectivity that they need to do their jobs? I, uh, when I first started hearing it, it, I didn't know that it was a problem. And maybe that's a little bit on communication in this organization. We need to make sure that we're getting great communication up the chain. So is there problems in the organization? Don't assume that I know about it or the staff knows about it. I think a lot of it stops at that kitchen table. So make sure you're talking to your union reps, make sure you're talking to your battalion chiefs and passing that information up. So when I was visiting station 41, I think it was Danny Stamp's crew and I went up to station 91 visiting with Tim Goforth. Those are the first two stations that identified to me that they were having slow connectivity speeds and I didn't even know because we're on a different computer system. Admin's on a different computer system. We don't use that thin client. So I went back and I talked to Yvonne Robbins and I said, Yvonne, can you give me the history of how we've gotten to here? And then what's the plan moving forward? What do we need to do? So Yvonne, you want to come in and, and give an update to the organization? Thank Thanks, you, by Steve. the way. Good afternoon, County Fire. Uh, Yvonne Robbins here, MIS. Um, just wanted to give a quick update regarding MIS activities, uh, where we're at with our projects, what we've accomplished, and uh, what we're working on next. Um, first and most importantly, we have a uh, planned email outage beginning January 24th. Uh, it's a Friday at 3 p.m. Um, there will be up to a 48-hour email outage over the weekend uh, while we migrate to our new Office 365 tenant. Um, after that project's complete, uh, we'll begin, begin to migrate everyone to our new sbcfire.net Active Directory domain. Um, you can read more about this in the email that I sent out yesterday. Uh, next, we have a retirement lunch planned on Thursday, January 30th for Tammy King, who is leaving us after over 30 years of service. Um, if you get a chance, please stop by headquarters and uh, give her your well wishes. You can RSVP with Aurora. Um, now, as you know, we've been working diligently with the Confire MIS team to update all of our obsolete enterprise systems. Um, we started by eliminating Toughbooks from our units and went to iPads and Tablet Command. We rolled out Fujitsu's for EPCRs only to turn around and replace them with iPads. We moved 
Telestaff from the old on-prem server to the new Kronos cloud. Um, and we've moved off of Exchange 2003 and onto Office 365 in the cloud. Uh, during all of this work, we knew we had to do something about the thin clients, um, but knowing that we had all of these other projects ahead of us, we had to choose smaller updates to the Citrix environment. Um, some of those smaller upgrades include a new Windows 7 64-bit image with Chrome for Image Trend Elite, a new image for the Office 365 rollout. We did uh, RAM upgrades for each VDI. We rolled out a new Windows 10 image uh, to prepare for the Windows 7 end of life deadline. We also increased the number of concurrent connections for our users. And finally, um, we installed the SAP module um, in preparation for the SAP rollout. Uh, all of these were short-term measures uh, simply to make small improvements while we completed our other project priorities. Uh, we had to focus on these uh, smaller upgrades because they benefited the most number of users and they were prerequisites to other necessary upgrades. Uh, we also purposely decided to begin moving data into the cloud to minimize loss of productivity and to, uh, and to uh, eliminate um, single points of failure. Uh, now, we'll still have several programs that can only ac be accessed by the network, uh, such as online payroll, online warehouse, and SAP. Uh, but we're also planning to roll out more data to the cloud, such as OneDrive for all users, and moving FireNet documents onto SharePoint. Uh, so that you can access all these programs when you need them, uh, regardless of where you're working. And now that we're almost through with the Office 365 project, uh, we plan on um, focusing on station network connectivity and the Citrix environment as our biggest priorities. We'll be completing station turnups um, and, and uh, rolling out the SD-WAN project and refreshing the Citrix environment. Uh, Chief, uh, Chief Muncie has asked MIS um, to visit the fire stations and uh, get feedback on needed improvements for the thin clients and station networks. We've begun to do that in the past couple weeks and we'll continue to visit more stations over the next several weeks uh, before we refresh the Citrix environment. If you are having issues logging on or accessing programs on the thin clients, please let us know. Uh, submit an MIS help desk ticket or uh, you can, and you can do that by calling 909-387-9660 or you can email the help desk at helpdesk at sbcfire.org. Couple questions, Yvonne. I, um, I the vision here is we want to make sure the computers are as fast as our own computers are on the internet. And one of the deals with the intranet is that all of the data needs to go through a line at Com Center, correct? Correct. So we're going to increase that line to Com Center to kind of increase the speed, but it's still not going to be as fast as it would be on the internet. Yes, we're going to. Uh, we plan to evaluate um, the network speeds uh, for the internet at each station, um, visit the stations and um, evaluate the thin clients. Uh, overall, we still need to uh, think about network security, so that's our biggest concern. And so while you can get fast speeds at home, you don't have the same ne network security at home, so your speeds at home will never be, your, your speed at work will never be as fast as what it is at home. 
So one of the things, we're moving a lot of our platforms onto the internet. For instance, when we, when we finally get FLSA squared away, we'll be able to use Emacs payroll. And that's going to be a lot faster than the current payroll system going through the internet, correct? Uh, correct. So you won't be limited to accessing uh, online payroll on the network. It's, uh, it's internet-based, so you can fill out your e-time uh, from any computer that has internet connectivity. And Yvonne, bon, to make it clear, I've told you this is such a big problem, we need to fix it. And we're going to dump money into this to make sure that we're solving this to move forward. And I have the utmost trust in this person right here. She is absolutely outstanding at what you do. And I appreciate you letting me call you on the carpet. Um, and I know it's a little awkward, but we have to answer these tough questions. And I want, I want the organization to know that we truly are moving forward with this. Great. Who's coming in next? Grant Hubble. Good afternoon, Grant. Good afternoon. Thank you, Chief. Good afternoon, County Fire. Uh, Grant Hubble, Interim Division Chief uh, here at 5th Street. Um, the Chief invited me on the Insight this afternoon to uh, briefly talk about uh, incident reports. Uh, so these are the incident reports that are completed anytime there's uh, a vehicle accident, uh, property damage is incurred either uh, through the county or uh, one of our citizens, um, or we have any lost damaged equipment that occur. So uh, I don't know if you remember uh, back uh, last November, uh, we made a revision um, that was approved through the ops leadership process to uh, Ops Directive 3155 uh, that deals with uh, incident reports and completing incident reports on the process to do that. If you recall, we did make a few changes uh, to make that whole process uh, more seamless and much more efficient. Uh, one of the biggest things we did was uh, add um, one link on FireNet, uh, which is located on the FireNet homepage under the document section in the lower right hand part of the screen. Uh, so you click on that and you should be able to have that one link uh, to complete all of those incident reports. So while we've seen a huge improvement in the timely and complete submission of those incident reports, um, there's just a few things that I wanted to touch on. Uh, with the goal of uh, continuing to prove, improve that process. Um, so uh, just a reminder that the timely submission of those incident reports uh, is critical. Um, oftentimes uh, the public will submit a claim to the county um, that we get from risk management in a fairly short time period. And when we can't match up uh, the claim from risk management uh, to an incident report, it just slows down the entire processing uh, for us and for risk management to process that claim. Um, so timely submittal is important. Um, the next thing that I wanted to touch on is that um, the incident reports need the assistant chief's review uh, as well as his initials on that incident report uh, before it's submitted. Um, that's ensuring that it is complete uh, before it leaves the division and that obviously the assistant chief has had an opportunity to review that. Um, the next thing is, is also uh, keep in mind um, that that incident report packet could be supplemented with additional information um, such as police reports if you have them, police report numbers, um, photographs uh, of the damage. Um, that's important also uh, in, um, in, that, in that packet. Uh, important for us, but also important for risk management as well. 
Um, like I said, one of the improvements that we made uh, back in November uh, was to make that entire packet or most of the packet form fillable. Uh, while you do have the option to hand write and to complete that packet, uh, we do prefer uh, that form fillable option. It's much easier for us to read. Um, so if you can, use that form fillable feature uh, when you are completing those reports. Uh, the last thing is, um, is that you do have the ability, once it's complete and once all the initials and signatures are obtained, uh, you do have the ability to submit that electronically uh, via scanned email to Aurora here at Fifth Street. Um, if you're going to do that, that is preferred, um, but please don't send in a hard copy as well. One or the other. Either send it through interoffice mail hard copy um, or scan via email. Um, that way we're not dealing with two uh, submittals and we're trying to figure out if it's two different incident reports. All right, that's it. Thank you for the time. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. Now we're gonna, we're gonna have one of our newest TOs come on, Dan Navsgar. And Dan, when did you join the training division? What month was it, do you remember? September. September. Come on, come on. September of uh, last year, and I want to thank Robert Stein and Robert Eady again for their service in the training center. They did just just, just a great job, and uh, Dan stepped in and and has really been doing a lot of work with probationary firefighters and modern fire behavior. But he's here to give you an update on the training division today. Thanks, Chief. Hello, all. Uh, as you all know, modern fire behavior phase two will be starting on the twenty first. We'll be issuing out hoods and shrouds like we did in the past to all that need them. We'll be supplying the mask wash station, hydration, and wipes again as we did in the past. Um, if you haven't seen the email yet, Captain Matt Anderson has sent out an email looking for one additional tower cadre member so we could fulfill the instructor to student ratio. That'll si that assignment will start one pay period before tower 11 starts, which is March 16th, and will last the duration of the tower. For all the uh, Fire Control 3 instructors that are out there, uh, the state fire training will soon be adopting the new changes to the Fire Control 3 courses, including requirements for existing instructors. Uh, those um, requirements are the new S404, excuse me, not new, but S404, ICS 300, and they're gonna have to attend the new 24-hour F-STEP Fire Control course. The state realizes that this is quite a hardship and they are currently waiving the PACE $150 review application fee. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to call me at any time uh, regarding that. Also, we've been uh, in contact with the state. They're looking for a host agency for the Southern California region to um, host this new F-STEP class. And we're in talks with them to uh, possibly use RSTC. All right, thank you for your time. All right, Katrina's uh, been doing a great job for us this week. She has um, some exciting news to report and uh, give you a little bit of an update on what's going on as we approach our budget. Thank you, Chief, and good afternoon, everybody. Um, first, I want to assure you that the budget office is still here and fully functional. Latina and um, 
Charlie are available to answer any questions you have or any other types of budget needs that you have. Um, if, if they don't have the answer for you immediately, they will research and get back to you. I also wanted to talk very briefly about the, the 2021 budget process. All the CIP projects and position requests have been submitted to the CAO for approval. Additionally, we have confirmed that we will be going to the SAP budget module this year and will no longer be using budget prep. Um, because of that, there will be um, there will be some training that is required. Um, all division analysts and staff that are going to be entering information into the system need to make sure that they attend the February 13th meeting for the budget kickoff. There will also be hands-on SAP budget training later in February. So please keep your eyes open and check your emails for any meeting dates or any training dates and any notices that we have to send out to you. Um, also, I'm very pleased to report that the County Fire Administration Building is back on track. We have received all the documents relating to funding of the project back, and these were the documents required by CEO McBride to get the project going again. Anyway, um, and these these uh, documents once received will be reviewed by both County Council and staff so we can continue to proceed with the project. Thank you all and have a good afternoon. I want to start off uh, again by saying happy birthday to Jay Hausman. I got to call him today and he took the day off. Uh, Jay, if you're watching, happy birthday. Who else? Bob Evans, uh, who's been, I don't know if you know this guy, he's been in our camp for a while. He's kind of, you don't see him much on the street yesterday or anymore, but Bob, happy birthday. And Jose Reyes from our hazmat division, happy birthday to you. After the last video, I got some feedback, uh, a little bit of feedback about the annual report. And there was a question about the annual report. Why is why does the annual report have John Chamberlain listed as our admin chief? And the answer to that is John has done a great job for the district and is still our admin chief until, um, until the issues are all sorted out. So um, John, I know you're watching this. Thank, thank you very much for what you've done for the district. You're still our admin chief and I know that we're working through all the hard times, but um, eventually we're going to get there. We mentioned FLSA. You're gonna see an HR uh, FLSA video come out in Target Solutions. It's only gonna be about 11 minutes long, but it's really important that you watch it so you understand how FLSA affects the district, and how it's gonna affect your paycheck. It's gonna be some changes there, but in the long run, it's gonna be good. It's gonna allow us to move to Emacs and we're gonna have a better payroll system that's gonna be a lot quicker. It's gonna be a lot easier to use. That's the payroll system that management's been using now for almost two years, and it's been working great. Uh, the ambulance contract's gonna be coming quick. And the good news is, is that we're very engaged with county chiefs, we're working up a plan, we're uh, working to see what's gonna work best for the district, we're talking to the CEO and the CAO about that, and we're working on a plan, but that's, that's something uh, that's incredibly important to the district, and I believe that it's gonna be favorable for us as we come to long-term solutions. I know after, uh, there's been some concern, I've been getting some questions as I'm in the stations about filling the ranks. And I understand that filling the ranks may not be completely popular with everybody out there. Rest assured that as we fill the ranks, it's going to be in conjunction with your raise. There's absolutely zero way that I could fill anywhere close to every position in this fire department in a timely manner. But we're going to consistently try to drive down the vacancies, and that's important for a couple of reasons. One. It's important to make sure that you guys have the day offs that you need for your family. The schedule that we work was never intended for, for some of 
of our employees that work as much overtime. And I understand that it's your right and you're making a lot of money doing it, but it makes it incredibly hard to manage this district. So over the next three years, we're gonna close the ranks, but even if we had the ability to fill every single position, overtime's gonna be available. Holiday, vacation, strike teams, injuries, all of those create overtime. Uh, the board meetings have been going well. I've met with all the Board of Supervisors and they've all expressed just incredible support of this district and the direction that we're going. As we're going into the budget year, we're strong. We have great support from the board, from the, from the County Administrative Office and for Gary McBride himself. But I'm very, very happy with um, the meetings that we've had with each individual board members and with the CAO's office. And finally, I'm gonna close it with this. Um, the TEL staff committee has done just an amazing amount of work over the last numerous years up at Station 94, and I'm not sure um, I'm not sure that I would like that job. I know I did it at Fire Station 122, which is obviously 42 at one point. And at when I was doing that job, we only had the, the desert areas. We had basically the South Desert and Hesperia had just joined us, and I remember how frustrating it was. Now we have one TEL staff desk that just does all the work. So I wanna thank uh, Chief Walls and Chief Opelger and Jim Gregoli for the work that they've done to make sure that our TEL staff individuals are receiving the compensation they're gonna get. I just got off the phone with Bob Wendell's office and they're working on getting that stipend for the TEL staff desk. It's gonna start at two and a half percent, which um, doesn't seem like a lot of money. If, if I had the ability to pay you a lot more, I would for your work. But those of you that assigned to that TEL staff desk, thank you for, for helping make sure that our organization runs as well as it does. You guys have a great afternoon. Thank you.